Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, thank you. And this Pentecost Sunday is, 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 is the 50th day after that Passover. And it was because that God gave them the promised land, they had to remember. Canaan was the land that they went to, and they crossed the Jordan, and they went into that land, and it was, that land was promised for, to them forever. So Israel today, no matter what the world says, God promised it all those thousands of years ago. It's theirs forever. And we will see today how God used this day of Pentecost when Jerusalem would be absolutely cram-packed full of devout Jews to come to celebrate Pentecost. But my sermon title today is Pentecost. What a day. What a day this is, is for us Christians. Us born again, saved believers. What an incredible day of history this was. The start of the New Testament church. The beginning of the activity of the Holy Spirit in every person that believes and receives. He was in the apostles and the disciples. The first sermon came this day. And the keys of the kingdom to, to be, enter into the kingdom, the spiritual kingdom of God upon this earth was given that day in a very clear, precise manner, the instructions that Jesus Christ gave to Peter. But let's just go back a little. Pentecost was a Jewish festival that God told them they must keep. And remember, remember for what he told them. It's for to celebrate. It's for us to look back and see and celebrate these days so we can remember what's happened to us. That word Pentecost comes from the, the Greek word Pentecostus, and we all know that's where the, the denomination of Pentecostals came from um, because history tells us from 1906 in the revival at Azusa Street in America, where the spirit was poured out and people began to speak in tongues. And it was an incredible time in America. It's documented, it's filmed. And from there, people all over America were going down to Azusa Street and people were receiving the Holy Ghost. We had a revival here in Wales just after that, where the spirit was poured out again. So it, you can see that it's God's plan all the time to make sure we, 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 we're filled with his spirit. Without that spirit, we can do nothing. And it's 50 days after Pentecost. Why? He said, well, this is when they can have a feast again. This is when the, the bounty of the first fruits of harvest, the wheat harvest, would come. And he says that, you know, that we celebrate that 50 days over. So as soon as Sabbath, their Sabbath finished, they counted 50 days past that to celebrate God's providence in harvest. And don't forget, at the end of it, they had another feast, which is the Feast of the Harvest. And we have that as sort of as our 
Harvest Festival. It's never on the same day now, anyhow, uh, because of the, the church, the uh, Easter changes. So that's, that's sort of like, you know, the time of, should have been the time of Passover. And so the uh, Church of England made it 40 days after that but it's irrelevant it is the it is the looking back it is the is the renewing of of, of our minds to see uh, to see what's happened at the, those times and so it is it is incredibly important for us to ensure we are so clear with this day because this is the day the lord had made for every man to understand how they enter the kingdom of God with him. Amen. Praise God. So we're going to turn to the book of Acts. You know where we're going. And so if every one of us would just like to turn to the book of Acts and we're just going to begin to read um, from Acts 2, the coming of the Holy Spirit. But this is so important for us, and it, and it is amazing. And we're gonna we're gonna preach from this, and and you know we're gonna we're gonna look at, at what happened on this day. Why we need to get this firmly fixed in our hearts and our minds, no matter who we meet, no matter who says they're born again or they're saved. We need to ensure they are, and we need to ensure that we follow what the Lord has, has asked us to do so acts 2 and i'm going to read and i'm going to go off there and, and give some other scriptures as the spirit takes us um, but we're going to just read through this just because this is incredible exciting day for every believer when the day of pentecost had fully come they were all with one accord in one place and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled filled and it filled the whole house where they were sitting then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire and one sat upon each of them and they were all filled with the holy spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the spirit gave them utterance this is the start this is the start. You mean, we've got to remember. We've got to remember these, these, these apostles, these disciples had heard Jesus Christ's instructions to them through the Gospels. As, as Jesus was teaching them, he was actually giving them prophecy of what's going to come up. That teaching was preparing them for this day. And we, we know what the scriptures are. When, when we go back through them, we look at John 3, 3. And he turned around and he, and he, told, he, he told Nicodemus, one of the Sanhedrin, you know, who went to see him and said, you know, I know you're a man of God for all the things that you do. And he said, and, and he turned around and he said, he said, he said verily, if, if a man is not born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And of course, Nicodemus in, in his flesh went, oh, yeah, crazy. You know, I've got to be born again through my mother. Well, that's how crazy the flesh is. We straight away speak to the flesh. But of course, Jesus was teaching him about this spirit. And in verse five, he then turns around and he said, if a man is not born of the water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. 
cannot, there's no mistaken, water, water and spirit. And we know what those are. We know what they are. We know water is the baptism of full immersion in the name of Jesus Christ and for, for the remission of our sins. And we know what the Spirit is. We know we've got to be baptized with, with, with the Holy Spirit. And we know, we know each one of them were, were filled with the Holy Spirit. And, you know, and in John 7, 37, it does it again because on, on, on one of the feasts that were there, they've been feasting for three days. And Jesus even said, after everyone had been drinking and, and eating for three days, whoever thirsts, come unto me. And they shall never thirst, but have a, a, a eternal life. You know, but they hadn't got a clue, but he was teaching. He was showing them. He said, because he told them, he said, for the spirit was not yet given. For he had not yet been glorified. He hadn't ascended. So we, they had to wait till Jesus had to be, had to die and had to ascend before the spirit would begin to work upon them. Isn't it amazing? Remember John the Baptist? John the Baptist turned around and said to them, you know, that, you know, stop looking at me. He said, the one that comes after me, well, I'm not worthy to, to, to tie the, the shoelaces of, 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 his, of his shoes. He, you know, he, he turned around and said, he will come. And he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. So this is, you can see what's happened here. They were baptized in the Spirit and they even appeared tongues of fire. A sign for them there. You know, it's so important that Jesus told them this is what happened. And you've got, and remember this, these, the, we were just like the disciples here. We hadn't got a clue what this Holy Spirit, there was no example. All the, all the Jews knew that God did, did work with people one at a time for a certain, certain time, for a certain purpose on certain people. But they didn't realize this was opening up God's kingdom to, to, to everyone. And so Jesus was taught them at the end. He told them, you know, that you've got to preach repentance in his name. You've got to baptize in his name. And we've, you know, we've, we've, we've got to tell people how to get saved. And so they were the first fruits of this. And you've got to remember that Jesus was baptized. Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit just after he was baptized. And it was the Spirit that led him after that to do all the things that he did. Not Jesus, the man in his flesh, but God, the Spirit of God in him that taught him all that he needed to know. So it's so important we know that. And Jesus told them in, in, in Acts 1-4, you know, that they've got to wait. They've got to wait. Don't go off yet. Wait until you receive the power from on high. And that's so important, you know, that, that you know, people say, you know, oh, I'm going out witnessing. We've got to witness in the spirit. We've got to have the spirit. God, as Ben was praying, God has got to work with us and through us. It's not about who we are. It's about him, his spirit, his word. And that's why we have teaching as well, to give us the strength. Our daily bread is our daily food. Our Bible studies is to keep going to give us more and more strength so we can follow God the way that he wants. Okay, so there it was. They filled, all got filled with the Holy Spirit. Verse 5. And they were dwelling in Jerusalem, Jews 
devout men from every nation under heaven. And when this sound occurred, so isn't it fascinating? When this sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused because everyone heard them speak in his own language. You know, this sound, this sounded like a mighty rushing wind. This sound, the sound goes over, go over the airways. It's God. Do you realize that, 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 that when, when, when God created man, he breathed life into him. Everything that God did, he spoke. He breathed out the word. He breathed the word and the word came to pass. And that's why, you know, our voices are so important that we breathe out. Nothing comes, no words come unless the breath comes. This is just like that Holy Spirit that you could see that here's the breath of God filling his people with, with, with the Holy Spirit. And of course, look what happened. The Jews were totally confused. Why? Because everyone heard them speak in his own language. Listen to this miracle. Verse 7. They were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, Look, are not all these who speak Galileans? How is it that we hear each in our own language in which we were born? And this next passage, this next section tells us how many different languages were spoken. Verse 9. Parthians and Medes and Elamites, those dwelling in Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya adjoining Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs. We hear them speaking in our own tongues the wonderful works of God. Isn't that incredible? What a miracle that is. That the Galileans who spoke Aramaic all at once, all that different languages. And what were they doing? It, it, it tells us because they were speaking in their own tongues the wonderful works of God. So God was speaking to them in every other language, just telling the Jews that were there that look at this. What a miracle, what an amazing time this is. Verse 12, so they were all amazed and perplexed, saying to one, one another, whatever, whatever can this mean? And of course, there's man and all of, his, all of his incredible wisdom. Verse 13, others mocking and said, these are full of new wine. But you know, the next bit is about Peter, about Peter giving, about giving him his, his sermon, you know, this sermon that, that Jesus had prepared him for. But remember, we've got to remember how miraculous this is. Just a few days earlier, Peter was asked by handmaids and, and two others, you know, that 
you're a follower of Christ, aren't you? And he denied him three times. And the last time that he denied a young handmaiden, he remembered Jesus' words to him. When Peter, in his fleshly boldness, turned around and said to Jesus, when Jesus said, I'm going to be crucified, he turned around and said, oh no, I'll die for you, Jesus. And all the other disciples said, yes, we'll die for you. And when the time came that Jesus was taken. They all ran off. That's the flesh. That's man in his, in his wisdom. I'll do this and I'll do that. And then not doing it at all. And the opposite happened. They were fearful. But Jesus had already given Peter a promise. He'd already told him when he said, who do people say I am? And Peter answered, said, you are the Christ the son of the living God. And, and Jesus said to him, he said, man has not revealed you this, but God. And upon this rock and upon this faith, I will build my church and I shall give you the keys to the kingdom. Isn't it amazing how God had worked all this, how Jesus encouraged and told the people what was going to happen. And so he gave him the keys to the kingdom. Peter's sermon. Peter summoned to the Jews that day. That same Peter who couldn't say he was a believer now stood up. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, raised his voice and said to the men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words. For these are not drunk, I suppose, since it's only the third hour of the day at nine o'clock our time. But this is what the prophet was spoken by the prophet Joel. This was spoken 900 years before Jesus Christ. And it shall come to pass in the last days, say God, that I will pour out of my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. And they shall prophesy. I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath. Blood and fire, vapor and smoke, the sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. See, this is the day. So we know we're in the end times. We know that because this is what happened on that day. God poured out his spirit. And that's what, and that's what Peter is teaching all these Jews. And we know there was thousands. We know Jerusalem was packed. Because this is when they had, were commanded to come to Jerusalem. That known world there for the Jews where they'd come from all over to obey the Lord's command to celebrate Pentecost. But Peter, Peter carried on. He wanted, he wanted to tell them who this, this, who, 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 who this Jesus was and, and what it what he'd actually come for. Men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested by God to you by miracles. They seen the miracles, they seen the wonders and signs he did. Wonders and signs which God did through him in their midst. 
as you yourselves also know. Him being delivered by the determined purpose and foreknowledge of God. This was God's plan. You have taken by lawless hands. And we know that they, even the Jews and the Romans broke their own laws to convict Jesus of crucified and put him to death. Whom God has raised up from the having loosed the pains of death because it was not possible that it should be held by him. What does it mean? We well, see the next bit, verse 25, David tells us, David had already said it. He's, he's seen this. I foresaw the Lord always before my face, for he's at my right hand, and I may not be shaken. Therefore my heart rejoiced, my tongue was glad. Moreover, my flesh will also rest in hope. For you will not leave my soul in Hades, nor will you allow the Holy One to see corruption. You have made known to me the ways of life. You will make me full of joy in your presence. Even David knew this time will come when the Messiah would come. And whoever had died upon the earth will one day be raised again. You will make me full of joy in your presence. We are so blessed to be born again Christians. We can have that joy everywhere we go to be in the presence of God. It's amazing. Verse 29. Men and brethren, let me speak. So he's talking to them again. Let me speak freely to you of the patriarch David. He's both dead and buried. And his tomb is with us this day. Therefore, being a prophet and knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him, that of the fruit of his body, that, that lineage, according to the flesh, he would raise up the Christ to sit upon his throne. He, foreseeing this, spoke concerning the resurrection of that Christ, of Christ, that his soul was not left in Hades and his flesh did not see corruption. This Jesus has raised up, of which we are all witnesses. Because they've seen it. They have actually seen it. So he's telling them this is what we've seen. Therefore being exalted to the right hand of God and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he poured out, he poured out this. He poured, he poured out this, which you now see, and here for david did not ascend into the heavens but he himself says himself the lord said to my lord sit at my right hand till i make your enemies your footstool he's got to wait now wait for the end therefore that all the house of Israel know. Now listen to this for a, for somebody who couldn't say boot to a goose to a handmaiden Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. You know, he's telling them right and plain, you killed him. And when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? And Peter said to them, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall, 
you shall, you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And you know what's incredible about God? He opens up everything. He opens up himself. They no longer have to go to the tabernacle. They no longer have to go send the priest into the inner, inner, in the holy of holies to get atonement. We can get atonement here right now anytime we sin. When we become born again Christians and we're filled with the Spirit and do something wrong, all we have to do is to go to him and repent. And he says, come, follow me. That's the amazing, amazing God that we serve. But it's not just for us today, is it? This is 2,000 years ago, and this is exactly what Peter would preach and all the apostles would preach for the promises to you and to your children and to all who are afar off, as many as the Lord God will call. And again, the Lord calls all men to be saved. But who will listen? Who will listen to the words of God? Who will listen to the born-again Christians? Who? Who will listen? Who will tell them? Who will go out and tell them the lost Jesus Christ's mission was simple. I have come to seek and save the lost. His crucifixion was to save us from, save our souls, save us from our sins so we, we could, our sins could be forgiven immediately. No more sacrifices because Jesus Christ was the last sacrifice. And each one of us, each one of us put him on that cross. But we're sinners. And we've got to put ourselves in that time. We're sinners. Each one of us sin, sin every single day. And we don't mean to. It's just part of life what we're involved in. But that's the most incredible thing. He come, go to him. And he will forgive you. Who will teach them? Who will teach all these people these wonders? Who will teach them how we can be in the presence of God? How to receive? Why we need to be baptized? Why it's in the name of Jesus? For that's what it tells us in the Bible. No one else was baptized in any other name except for the name of Jesus. The name of our God for this time. For Jesus means God saves. God's salvation. And they shall call his name Emmanuel, God with us. For the fullness of God dwelt in Jesus bodily, so he could reconcile the world to him. And he left us. But you know, that's why God breathed his word into the prophets and the apostles breathed it that word that word in hebrew is ruach and the and, and and in greek it's 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 Gnostus. It's the breath of life. And that's what gives us our life. He breathes his spirit into us. He breathed it when we were born. He breathed life into us right from the beginning. And then he breathes his spirit into us so we can breathe it back out. That's why our words are so important. That's why our prayers are so important. We're breathing out the spirit of God to be to be with him, to be have communion with him. We, we, we worship him. And and again, it's our voice that tell him what we feel. 
and these beautiful songs fill us with the spirit so God can feel the love that we have for him not just a song not just not just to tick a box to say we worship but to let him see in our hearts and our minds and from our voice that father we believe in this and you're real and you're with us right now we will need to know God he said that the Bible is a record for all the information we will know we will need to know him to see who he is to see what he wants for us and what and what he wants us to do for me it is the most incredible way of life who would not want who would not want to be loved by the creator of this earth who would not want to to, to feel loved when no one else loves us who wouldn't want to have peace no matter the trials and tribulations no matter what circumstance no matter about covid no matter about the storms no matter about anything else when when we're with god he said i'll give you peace even in the midst of your enemies psalm 23 and what does he say my rod and my staff should we do he wants to protect us who wouldn't want to be more patient with everyone my wife used to pray for patience and i could never understand it and it's because she said you're very impatient mark and and i am still impatient but not impatient with people i'm impatient to see people saved that's where i have to keep working who doesn't want to be more generous you know it, 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 it it's amazing the more we give the more god gives us and so the more generous we are the more generous god is is a pretty good deal it's nice and simple but we've got to get over our flesh get over our flesh that says oh i can't do this and i can't do that i don't want to be embarrassed i don't want to upset my friends my god they can't be your friends if they don't want to hear the word of god who doesn't want to get rid of grudges and bitterness and hate and disappointment and hurt who doesn't want to get rid of that and know that this walk with God is real? Look at look at the look at all the epistles, all the letters that were written after this day. Isn't it amazing? We have one book, the book of Acts. When the church started, when the Spirit of God was left upon this earth for every believer, and it, and every it's the only book that the church starts and men get saved. The only book. The rest. The rest is all about keeping us safe, about separating us, about making us more holy, about showing us the errors of the church there, the same errors we're going to make today. And it, and it gives us the way out each time. It gives us the teaching to be able to come back to him. And each time we fail, it's a learning lesson. And God is that patient and that loving and that kind and that merciful, mercy that endures forever, that he just keeps coming back to us and helping us over and over again. And who wouldn't want to have self-control? You know, God gives us that with his spirit. And this is that day that we've that that god came to us with his holy spirit and showed us all these things that he has for us and so it is god it is god who breathes out his spirit into us and it is us who will breathe out 
the words of God. It is so important that we understand God gave us all of these things. You know, when we've been born again, we're just like the apostles and disciples on the day of Pentecost. And every example in the Bible will tell us everyone repents. All were baptized in the name of Jesus and everyone spoke in tongues. Supernatural event for us to know and to build our faith up. And for God to baptize every believer in his spirit. For God's spirit to live in us, not to control us. Oh, Lord, people think they're going to have such a bad life. But to change us, to lead us, to teach us, to guide us. And the most incredible part is the change that he can work in us as long as we're prepared to learn and follow his word. This is why we can remember what an amazing day this day of Pentecost is. We've had our Pentecost. We, we, most of us have, have received the Spirit. Most of us, you know, some of us have not been baptized yet. And don't worry, I'll tell you, God knows that we've got to do it. And, you know, we're, at the moment, we can't meet. I, I, I said to I said to Richard this week, I said, Richard, I'll, 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 I'll fill the tank up in my, 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 my garden now and, and let's just get everyone together. But, you know, people would frown upon me and I've broken the law and all the rest. They might have me on the TV like, like that Cummings chap. It's important. What a day this day of Pentecost is. And, you know, we haven't seen, we haven't seen how church can continually have the days of Pentecost. I think, I think Matt is the only one that's traveled with me and, and he will can tell you that all we had to do was preach this word of God and the spirit touched the people and wherever we went, people received the Holy Spirit and were baptized there and then. None of this long-winded stuff there and then they did it. Why? For it's the power of God. It's that day of Pentecost. It's when God gave his spirit for the start of the church to strengthen, to give the power of God into every believer so we can do the things that he wants us to do. It's the power of Christ. That's why he, he told them, wait until you receive the promise on high. He didn't say, just go out and preach. And they, and they waited. They received the power. Peter was the great example immediately, standing up for three thousand thousands of Jews and this is what happened on that day verse 40 and with many other words he testified and exhorted them saying be saved from this perverse generation then those who gladly received his word were baptized. Isn't that beautiful? Who gladly received his word were baptized. When I heard this word and I knew that this was what I've been waiting for, I didn't even know what I was waiting for, but it was wonderful. And I was baptized. I've received the Holy Ghost. I spoke in tongues. I've never heard anyone do that before. And it just happened. And then I got baptized. 
the two days later in a tank in front of the church. 3,000 souls were added that. 3,000 devout Jews. Some of those could have been the same Jews that, that were crying for, for Jesus' blood. But now once they heard the word, they were pricked in their heart and they knew that they had to do this. And so they baptized 3,000. You know, church, you know, people say, oh, you know, Mark, isn't that incredible? I can say we can have the same incredible days if we just work together like the apostles did and just preach the gospel and got people together, no matter what they say, just get them together and let's just preach it. Not even going on a teaching, just get them together. Let's have, let's have, let's have Pentecostal Nights, that's a Pentecostal Sundays. It's it's whatever we want to do. Just get people together just once to listen to this. And let's just watch what God can do. Not what we can do, but what God can do. He tells us it's a perverse generation now. And it doesn't matter where, where we're ever going to read this Bible, whatever, whatever the time sphere is, it's perverse. Our, our country is the most perverse it's ever been in the last couple of thousand years. It's disgusting. It's against God. It's the spirit of the Antichrist. Our governments pass law that are against the word of God, starting with marriage and, and abortion and now everything else about homosexuality and everything think else they're all an abomination to God not what Mark says an abomination to God it's got nothing to do with us God's told me I've got to love them God's told me I've got to love them what an incredible thing and I can't love them without the spirit because in my flesh I think it's disgusting but the spirit of God allows us to love them father today we've got to we've got a father like a like that sound of a mighty rushing wind, Father, let our voice be like the sound of a mighty rushing wind. And Father, that, that just as, 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 as man at the beginning could not live without the breath of life, Father, we can't live without your breath of the Holy Spirit flowing out of our bellies, Father, like rivers of living water, Father, to touch people's lives, not because it's us, because it's you, Father. And Father, we ask you, Lord, that, that, that just the same, this supernatural event, Father, that we can see more and more of it, Father. And as the Spirit, as the Spirit speaks, not man, spoken, using our voice in, in, in new tongues and using the gifts of the Spirit that you promised us, Father. You told us to pray for them, to covet those, covet those things. But you did turn around to us and, and tell us, Father, that love. Without love, we can do all these things. But do we love our fellow man? Do we love our family? Do we love our friends? Do we, do we, do we forgo everything and keep going to get them saved? It is a supernatural event, Pentecost Sunday. It's just incredible. And it's there to show, show us the supernatural everyday kingdom of God. It's the main reason Jesus came to give us the opportunity to be joined with God 
by his spirit, just as Jesus was. Just as the apostles and the disciples were. Just as every born again believer is. And it's for all who believes and follow Jesus' instructions. To the believers. Then to the believers through time. And to the believers now. Father, help us. Help us, Father. Get this word out. In to this perverse generation, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to sing another worship song now. And then David uh, is going to end the service in prayer. In Jesus' name.
Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father. Praise God. Father, we thank you. David, would you like to close the uh, service in prayer, please? Holy Father, thank you today for today's service, Lord. This morning, when I spoke to you, I said that it is Pentecostal Sunday, 50 days after the Pentecost service, when the disciples were gathered, Lord, waiting, waiting for the Holy Spirit. And at that time, they didn't know they were going to get the Holy Spirit. And I asked you, Lord, to bring down today to our church the Holy Spirit. And Lord, I thank you. I thank you for doing just that. You brought it down to Mark, Lord, and he was filled with your spirit as he gave his sermon today, Lord. And I thank you. I thank you for that, Lord. And I hope that everybody that was listening will get the power, the honesty and the mercy that came forward through Mark's sermon, Lord, to us all. We needed that, Lord. We need it. We need the strength to go out, to use what Mark has said and what you have said, Lord, in your word, to go out and find the lost and show them the way to you, Lord. And Lord, I thank you so much. In the name of Jesus, our mighty Saviour, I thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen.